There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Should we do Anna Anasu? Why do you keep doing this? Anna Winter. Anna Winterbottom. You're incapable of saying a name, aren't you? Anna Winter. It's just just say Anna Winter. Anna Winter. There we go. Winterbottom. Is there someone called Anna Winterbottom? Or I don't know. Find out. I have such an urge to call her Anna Winterbottom. Mm. Anna Winterbottom is famous for female genital cutting. What? Oh, hey, not, oh, she's, not Anna Winter. She's an academic who's written about it. All oh, right. Don't worry. Thanks. Cheery. <laughs> You're so, listening to Bitchin, the podcast where every week talk about a different person we dissect them we veer wildly off topic helen says things that i literally can't believe are coming out of a human's mouth i like your nails oh thanks you've had a manicure no i did them myself i did them in the interval the other day and one of them's come off they're gorgeous they she's got good, like proper they? tips you know tips on tips. it tips on her tips <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so i french manicured my tits and i'm sat here completely stark <laughs> naked We've got Joel helping us today. We Hello, love Joel. Joel. Hi, Joel. So Joel works for Great Big Owl. Mm-hmm. He also has a podcast called Rule of Three, where he talks about comedy. And he's just so lovely and funny. Yeah. Also, just before he's in the studio, yeah, Richard Osmond. We're soaking up Richard Osmond's air bum. right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm sat where his bum was sat. Yeah. don't really know why I've been given this key. Am I meant to go somewhere or do something? It gets you into the cupboard of joy. What's in there? Joel. Mm. <laughs> Don't degrade Joel. I'm not degrading him. I'm going to get up at Anna Subaru's bottom. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ in hell in Satan's pit of fire. <laughs> Anna Winterbottom. Ready? Mm-hmm. Dame Anna Winter, DBE is a British-American journalist and editor who has been editor-in-chief of Vogue since 1988 and artistic director of Condé Nast, Vogue's publisher since 2013. Of what, sorry? Of Condé Nast. (laughs) She was born the 3rd of November, 1949. Yes, she old. Which makes her 69, which actually, I'm so sorry if anyone out there is 69, it's not as old as I just made it sound. (laughs) 1949! <laughs> it's quite, it's just, it's, it, it sounds, sounds a long away. time ago, yeah. It yeah, sounds longer away than it probably is. The war had only just ended. Mm. And the new one's only just <laughs> getting started. <laughs> so, I like her. Yeah, lots of people do. She's an iconic figure. Probably the most 
iconic figure in the fashion world. I don't really know anything about her until you suggested her, but she's the person that uh, Meryl Streep's based on in The Devil Wears Prada. Indeed, yeah. For anyone out there who's confused who Anna Winterbottom is. And that kind of brought her into the realm of popular culture as opposed to just the fashion world when that was released. Mm. And she did attend the premiere of The Devil Wears Prada wearing Prada. What a legend. Yeah. She's also quite evil, I think. What's evil about her? Uh, well, she doesn't like fat people. She doesn't ever hire anyone who isn't slim. And she doesn't like putting people in vogue who aren't slim either. Because she says it's all about making the clothes look good. Oh, that's a bit not yeah. great, isn't that's it? That's not great, yeah. So she wants people to be coat hangers? Basically, yeah. I've got those really Radical. Um, plush coat hangers, full-bodied coat hangers, mm. which... I like a fabric coat hanger. Oh, yeah. I like a fabric coat hanger or a wood hanger. Oh, Don't no. miss me with the metal hangers. Unless they're clip ones that hold your skirts, then they're all right. I don't. I just keep things in bin bags at the bottom of my wardrobe, and that is not a lie. That is the truth. The doors fell off the front of my wardrobe, and I just can't cope with life, so I don't hang things up or just put them in bin bags. Mm. I wish I was surprised. This is my problem with Anna Winterbottom is I appreciate fashion, but I have the same clothes that I have since maybe 2009. Yeah. And um, I find it kind of hard to... Pen- I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. To penetrate the world of, of fashion. Unless fashion. it's got Gwan. <laughs> unless it's got Gwan. So Anna Winter... This is going well. <laughs> My mum listened to our Jeremy Kyle episode. Did she have some feedback? She said it was great. Her and my dad listened to it. For those of you who don't know my parents, my parents won't give me praise unless it's like something is actually good. And so they, they liked it. They did like it. She said that we don't really we didn't really talk about the person. No, I was like, yeah, yeah, no. that's true. Are we going to do the same with Anna Winterbottom? Well, I don't know. I mean, I suggested her. I think you suggested her because she has endorsed Cardi B and you love Cardi B. Am I right? That's my that's my Hercule Poirot analysis of the situation. No, Poirot. I just... Um, I'm interested in her. Well, I'm interested in someone like her who... I'm such an outwardly emotional person. Like, whatever I... I'm feeling, I'm not particularly good at hiding it. Mm. Um, I could be good at hiding the reasons, but I'm never particularly good at hiding my emotional state. And I'm always really interested in people who have a mask that they wear that they never take off. Because I've known a few people like that in my life before. Me. Maybe a bit when I first met, knew you. Yeah. But not. I don't feel that way about you now. Oh, I feel the opposite about you now. You learned that it wasn't a mask. I, yeah. I'm just joyous all You're the just, time. <laughs> but also, with the joy comes simultaneously the darkness. <laughs> Is that when you could get on board? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And then it was fine. Um... <laughs> You're like, right. That's what I admire about her. Is yeah. um, when I was stranded in Riga, there was this woman doing boat tours, and I became completely obsessed with her. And I would walk past her in the park every day on my way to the embassy. Not like I didn't purposely go out my mm. way to walk past her. She when was, you were selling your passports <laughs> in the park. 
she would just be completely upfront with people in this really, really... I can't explain it. I ha- I think What, we- like you're going to have a shit time on this boat, sorry, <laughs> you bunch of English cons. <laughs> exactly. Really? Exactly like that, where she didn't feel any responsibility for other people's emotions at all, at all, and I made a vow that I was going to become like that. And I immediately... <laughs> you immediately got on the plane and forgot all about it. <laughs> but I think Anna Winterbottom's a bit like that, mm. where she she is completely not taking responsibility for the world at all. Mm. And she's not, you know, she's not that very female thing of trying to make everybody else feel comfortable. She yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah. She just is a stone cold... But that's it, is people have that perception of her, probably rightly, apparently she is, you know... A perfectionist and she's difficult and all that kind of stuff but um i don't think she's like she's not as evil as she was painted out in the devil wears prada because there's lots of people who've worked for her for many years and they're still working for her mm. so i don't know maybe it's that thing of like we're just not used to when a woman doesn't really give a fuck about anyone else's feelings yeah we're not used to that at all and i give a yeah. fuck about everyone's feelings even the feelings of people i don't like yeah. and i really wish i didn't we should all be Anna Winter. Sometimes it would be useful to be a bit like her, but not the world would be even worse if we were all like her, I think. But I, but I am jealous of the fact that sometimes I wish I could be aloof and mysterious. Do we know what, you know what she I mean? thought of Meryl Streep's portrayal of her? She in... thought it was fantastic, apparently, yeah. That's cool, I mean, it? like, who would not love to be played by Meryl Streep? Yeah. I'm sorry. And she's so sympathetic in that film. That's like... it. You say she, yeah, because although she comes across very harsh, there's the absolutely amazing scene where she catches her having a breakdown emotionally. About her marriage going south. And, yeah. yeah. And you see that actually it is all a front, which is why I'm kind of surprised that Anna Winter loved it, because... It implies that it's a mask that she's wearing yeah. rather than actually she's just being herself and herself is just quite upfront and stern and not giving a monkeys. No, but I think even when you know something... I mean, it's like playing a character. Playing a character doesn't make it any less real for the people who are watching it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So when you're wearing a mask, even though people can look at it and go, she wears those dark glasses because she feels insecure and she doesn't want people to know what she's thinking... She's still wearing the dark glasses, and you're all still looking at her going, oh, I wonder what she's thinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And I just wish that I had a bit more of that energy in my life sometimes. You... Rather than going into rooms and being like, oh, well, it all started when I was eight, <laughs> and I... <laughs> but that's what makes you lovable. I don't think that Anna Winter is that lovable. Mm. I don't... I, it's, I mean, who knows, because she's a enigma, but there's reports of people finding her challenging and difficult to kind of get to know whereas I feel like people know you immediately which is nice apparently to make friends you should tell somebody a secret and ask some and ask them a favor ask them a favor yeah what is that anecdote is it it's someone in history isn't it is it yeah but it's true isn't it if you because you feel like you it's a lack of snobbery that person and that's what's great if you are really open with your feelings is what you're doing is you're letting someone know I feel equal to you and there's no snobbery around sharing yourself with yeah. them. Yeah, completely. Whereas with her, she does kind of sit on a bit of a throne. Even friends admit to some trepidation in her presence. Anna happens to be a friend of mine, says Barbara Amiel, a fact which is of absolutely no help in coping with the cold panic that grips me whenever we meet. <laughs> she is like you. No, what? <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> joking. Can we appreciate that she gets up at 7am every morning yeah. and plays tennis? Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, 6am. She she wakes up at 6am every morning and plays tennis and then go and is in work by 8. Oh, my God. I'm never going to achieve anything. It does make you realise that I think, you know, to be that high achieving, you do have to be quite highly productive, don't you? You do have to do some work, yeah. Yeah, you can't just sit around. You do loads of work, though. You do so much work. I do. I am quite good at cramming it in. Yeah. I do cram it in my days. But enough about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at getting up at 6am though no. and going and playing tennis. No, absolutely not. And why should you be? No. That's just because she wants to say slim, isn't it, into her... I bet it's also that if you get it all out in the morning, you can crack on, because I do find that if you do a bit of... If you do a good scream in the morning, yeah. sometimes it can get it all out. Oh, my God, someone stayed at my house recently. The loveliest man in the world, a friend of one of my flatmates. Is this going to mean that they're identifiable? No. They, um... This person stayed at my house... And it's a little bit of an Anna Subri thing of presenting, I need to stop calling her that, Anna Winterbottom. Yeah, we're not doing Anna Subri or Anna Winterbottom. Anna Winterbottom is a respected academic in the field of discussing FGM and Anna Subri is a Tory politician. What Anna Winter is the fashion lady. Anna Subottom? No. I don't know why I don't. her name doesn't stick in my head. Anna Winter. Maybe this will make it stick in your head. Around the office of Vogue, when she first joined... They all used to call her the winter of our discontent. That's really mean. Did she know? Well, I mean, it's on a Wikipedia, <laughs> so... <laughs> if she doesn't, then she's on... In she's a, a psychopath not Googling herself. Yeah. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Have you ever known anyone like Anna Winter who wears a mask in their life? This is what I was going to say, the person staying at my house. Oh, right, yeah. I heard them screaming in the shower, like, Aah! kind of like mad screams. <laughs> and then he came out like, hi, bathroom's free. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Did you, were you all right in the bathroom? Did something happen? And he went, oh, yes, I'm absolutely fine. What I do is I just scream every morning in the shower, get it all out the way. And and he and he said as well, if I've got anyone in particular that I'm, I'm feeling annoyed at, then I'll scream their name. <laughs> and I said, do you want to talk about anything? Does it help? He says, no, I just, I'll do it into the towel as I'm drying my hair. Wow. Full throttle. In someone else's flat as well, like, that just... Yeah, I'm sorry, but you don't do that in someone else's <laughs> flat. I do feel like that's a bit attention-seeking. Do you, you don't... Yeah, you do that. If that's one of your coping mechanisms, you do that in, your, in the privacy of your own home. You don't do it in your friend Helen Monks's flat so that she then has to go, Oh, are you all right? I heard you screaming in there. <laughs> but maybe he really genuinely believes screaming into the towel will stop the noise but how strange is that so maybe he's a bit like anna subri anna winter. anna winter fucking hell do you think that it's true that we notice it more in women when they're less emotionally available yes and do you think that the stereotype is there for a reason that women in positions of power have those kind of qualities they've almost made themselves emotionally unavailable or are they successful because they are emotionally unavailable and they already fit into the capitalist paradigm of mm. being like a man yeah i met an actor a successful i say older actor she's sort of older than me yeah. and she was saying that um she had to sort of catch herself at one point because she realized she'd become sort of hard as nails and it was because there was so much to be fragile about and there were so many people that take advantage of kindness that yeah. she sort of put shutters up and it did advantage her she was saying it means that people treat you with a certain amount of respect they know not to get on the wrong side of you but you also get a reputation for yourself which yeah. you don't necessarily feel like is truthful to who you are yeah. I think is what she felt because she knows that she's a kind empathetic, empathetic person it's just in the workplace she was sort of putting barriers up where she was being very clear about what she wanted and needed to do her job mm. And I think it's hard when you feel like you've got to choose between being a nice person and uh, and being successful. Because mm. it's very easy to get a, a bad name for yourself if you're not kind. It is, especially as a woman. If you're not like, oh, thank you, mm. for like every crumb of whatever, yeah. then you're, people see you as difficult or weird or whatever. Yeah. I've just, just decided I don't care. Because oh, I, yeah. I'll, ne I'll never be that person that people are like, oh my God, Tilly's so nice. Like, I'll never be that person. I just won't be. Not because I'm unpleasant or that I make anyone else's life difficult, but because I am upfront about what I need to do my job. And if it's not happening, I don't look happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your face. Yeah, it's my face. Do you know what I'm always really fascinated about with mm. fashion designers? I don't know if you find this on film and TV stuff as well. I say film like I'm always shooting films. <laughs> and all my films. Hey, all my films I that I shoot. The, do you remember that um, fashion film designer who turned up to accept an award dressed like what Stephen Fry described as a bag lady? Yes, I do. The bag lady who bagged a BAFTA. <laughs> I'm sorry about calling you a bag lady and I'm sorry for repeating it now 
Jenny Beaven. And I really loved her response, which was she's a fashion designer, but that doesn't, there's this kind of expectation almost that therefore she should be the icon. And she's kind of the opposite to Anna Winter, where yeah. she doesn't, she's not the focus. The focus is the thing that she's made. And yeah. she said, I just wanted to turn up to accept my BAFTA feeling really comfortable in mm. what I was wearing. And I just love that. But Anna Winter is really smart with the sunglasses and the kind of way that she dresses. She, well, she has like a uniform that she wears. She always wears the suits mm. with the skirt, the bowl haircut. The bob, the, the infamous bob. bob, yeah. And the big shades. Mm. And she says she wears the shades so that no one can guess her reaction to the shows. It's really smart because mm. it's that, but then it also means she's just got these signature th- visual things that mean she's given herself a kind of brand and an Mm. identity and clearly is really good at because they got her into vogue at a time when it was uh not doing as well commercially and And she did transform it from what it was yeah and she the the thing that she did famously was they used to have these covers that were very very close up on women's Mm -hmm. faces and very very beautifully shot and the thing that she put on the front was um, a wide shot of a woman completely windswept with her eyes half closed, mm-hmm. not looking at the camera. And that's now quite, you know, something you post on Instagram all the time, a candid shot. But at the time, it was really kind of standout-ish. And it meant that then everybody was talking about the cover and trying to guess what the meaning was yeah. behind it. And she said it was like viewed as being a metaphor for all of these different things and actually it probably wasn't even that she just liked thrill. it just yeah. looked interesting because I always have been really cynical about fashion because I think that it is about everybody being the same and following something like sheep but what researching her sort of made me realize is it's not it's about subverting isn't it it's about if you're someone like her you you can actually sort of shift I think it's like the anything the, the problem with fashion is that it especially designer fashion is it upholds a certain amount of elitism and gatekeeping in terms of who can wear what but it's like anything within fashion there are people who want to completely transform it and change it and there are people who don't you know people like Anna Winter who like the fact that it's like all skinny people in magazines and but I do think that fashion isn't shouldn't be about following trends it should be about whatever it is that is within you that you like to express on yourself even if what you want to express is that I'm very tired actually (laughs) (laughs) and I don't want to be here and it's time to go to bed if that's what you want to express I think that's that's why you turn up in your pajamas yeah did you ever do pajama day at school yeah I think so like sponsored pajama day I was always gripped with the fear that I would show up and it wouldn't be pajama day (laughs) like it's a trick just for you oh my god I loved that non-school uniform days where everyone would dress like prostitutes (laughs) (laughs) and by everyone I mean me (laughs) she's been the editor-in-chief of Vogue since 1988 which I find really baffling can see can you imagine if an artistic director of a theatre had been in position for how many years is that 30 years yeah it's not like that in theatre though is it in fashion it's like it's more what like where does she go do you know what I mean? Like vote, like editing vote is the big job. So, but isn't that a dictatorship, or does it not work like that? Yeah, probably. 
because in theatre you often find that there's this sort of movement of artistic directors like recently there's been loads of moving around and mm. it's because the kind of point is that you're trying to keep everything fresh and you're trying to subvert yeah. and you're trying to bring new voices in whereas you're right with her it feels like she's trying to keep the status quo which is such a shame because when she first started it was about subverting and now she just continues to like thin people and Hillary Clinton does she love Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. it's because it's you know that particular strain of liberalism that we all know and love what's her net worth thanks I'm what's gonna, her net worth yeah I don't know. do you want to have a guess five thousand skittles <laughs> You're not far off. It's $35 million. Apparently she gets a shopping allowance of $200,000 a year. From who? Just from Vogue. They just give her... Yeah. What does she buy it on? Oh, clothes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the shopping allowance is for. <gasps> yeah. I thought it was a food shop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she doesn't do Tesco shop. <laughs> that was Anna Winter. Well done. Finally. I just read it off a piece of paper. (laughs) I should have just written it down (laughs) 20 minutes ago. I really want to go watch The Devil Wears Prada now. I know, yeah. I do love that film. If someone could play you in the film of your life, who would it be? Brian Blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you want? Julie Walters. Julie Walters. She's 100 years old. Yeah, but the film of my life will be at the end of my life. Oh, but she'll be dead by then. <laughs> oh, I wonder why you didn't get that part as the young Julie Walters in Mamma Mia. <laughs> wonder why I didn't get that part as the young Julie Walters in Mamma Mia. But hey, listen, we've all got our own journeys, you know. Some people get to be in massive films. Some people don't get to be in massive films. And um, at the end of every job, be gripped with a deep terrifying fear that they'll never work again and that they'll never be able to survive Tilly's coming to the end of her run at the bush so you know I mean what am I going to do I don't know is the answer Um, but I'm sure it'll all be fine (laughs) you're going to chat to me about a different person every week while we slowly rot (laughs) (laughs) see you next week see ya You've been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork was designed by Luke W. Robson. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.